Bienvenidos hijos de su red chingada madre Al Desmadre Podcast número 67 Desmadre Podcast número 67 up in this bitch uh, It's a very special episode Because we have two very special guests I sat down with two of our homies uh, Homies that have been part of the podcast before uh, Producer Turbo Sonidero And rapper and pop and locker extraordinaire Mixtape A.K.A. DJ Pantunflas. They are both from San Jose, California. Jesus is in China. He's working again. He's grinding, taking hella melatonin. He's very sad to not be here for this one because he's such a huge fan of both of these guys. He's told me personally before that he fucks with Turbo Sonidero and Mextape, a.k.a. DJ Pantunflas, two South Bay alternative Chicano artists. <laughs> he fucks with them heavy and he's, he just said he can't be here, but I sat down with him. And talk to them about a lot of shit, you know, about Chicano erasure in the Bay Area, in the fucking Silicon Valley, uh, Nalga Base. Uh, but more importantly, the third annual Sonido Clash Musical Festival happening this Sunday, September 2nd, at the Mexican Heritage Plaza in San Jose, California. If you are in the Bay Area, please come check this out. We're going to be popping, locking, turning up, fucking eating tacos, fucking turning, twerking. I've been practicing my twerking skills solely for this festival. All right. Sonido Clash Music Fest is an all ages Latinx alternative music festival that will feature multiple stages of local to international performances from bands, DJs and poets, as well as live art, art installation, workshops, panel discussions, food, artist vendor market, children's activities, imas. That is what it says in the description. But seriously, this is going to be super fucking dope as it has been the last two years. Um, this year, to name a few of the artists that are going to be there, Egyptian Fucking Lover, uh, Los Blenders, Combo Chimbita, Tropa Magica, and Cumbia Living Legend, Alberto Pedraza. This is really an all-ages family event. It's going to be really dope. So please, um, all of the descriptions, all of the shout-outs, I will do after um, because I haven't actually done it yet, and I just want to get started with the motherfucking interview. So this is Turbo and uh, Mextape from Sonido Clash talking about... The state, the current state of Latinx alternative music, and more. Enjoy. Who are you and where are we? Uh, my name is Turro Sonidero. And we're at Mexican Heritage Plaza. Next weekend, we're going to have the festival. Oh, yeah, hold on. We'll get there. We'll get there. So we're at Mexican Heritage. Who's, who's next to you? <laughs> who's next? No, no, introduce him. Introduce him. Yeah. Next to me is... Uh, Angel Luna, aka Mexape. To my understanding, you guys are basically part of the you and and Mexape are part of the Latinx underground. Are you mocking it? Are you, are you mocking <laughs> Chicken X? Um, but no, seriously, Sonido Clash has put me on to a lot of really dope artists. Um, I'm actually really grateful to know you guys, man. Like, I appreciate your friendship and your support. Um, you know, as Chicanos, you know, we're not really allowed to show affection for one another, you for your wrong. fellow homies. That's but at this matter, you know, we, we're challenging social norms, all right, even within our... What are you laughing at, dude? All right, all right, so for this episode, I thought it'd be cool to talk about some of the um, artists that have been part of the past any of the Clash events. Uh, the past years have been really dope, and you guys have basically worked directly uh, with all these um, artists. We don't have uh, any permission to use any of these songs. So we're just going to use little clips. Um, so if anybody gets mad or ass, I'm just going to say Sonny the Clash said it was cool. Yeah, so that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I thought it'd be cool to start with a Los Racas song because they were the headliners for the first year. So the, I was going to say that the first Sonido Clash event, um, music festival, we kind of just invited all of our friends to play, yeah, yeah. people that we knew, because of our limited amount of, uh, like, just our budget, you know? Sure, of course. So, uh, yeah, so we, yeah, most of the people that we invited the first year, just like friends or homies or whatever. And, I mean, that's how uh, Los Racas, we already had a relationship with them in the past. So when we invited them, they were they were down, you know? Yeah, and they do, like... Like a combination of like reggaeton, hip hop. Yeah, uh, I mean they're a clear representation of uh, of of Panama, Panama's culture of reggaeton. Plus, I mean, with a like like they say, like with a bait twist. Because uh, being from Oakland, I mean, like they actually bring like bring a lot of flavor into their own sound, and that's what makes them like you know special in that uh, in that aspect that they got the they got that Panamanian vibe with that Oakland like slap. Perfect. 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 Per
cada vez mejor Tenemos todo el estilo, todo el talento, todo el flow Hasta la yeyecita dicen que lo hacemos mejor Vengan como quieran, que aquí yo tengo mi glow Yeah, so uh, how, do, how does, uh, we're talking about, you know, the Clash, y'all are collective, y'all promoters, artists, that are that. like, um, how do y'all go about, like, literally contacting the artists, like, y'all just and, and for the first one, you were saying that it's um, like friends of a lot of homies of y'all's. So yeah. y'all just kind of put out a call and be like, yo, we're trying to throw this right. shit. What's up, fool? We usually invite them to fight. Yeah, well, well the first one, we were just hitting them up <laughs> directly through email. We were just like, hey, come through. Instagram. The second one, like like some of the, like prayers, for example, that we worked with before. <laughs> I, like when we first booked them, we booked them like in a bar in, in Tijuana. Uh -huh. Like we were just like chatting, hey, come play in San Jose. The second time through email, and then for the festival, they got all like, oh, yeah, we got a freaking manager, and we got a freaking, like, uh, whatever you call them, booking agent. Yeah, this is, that, this is what I've, I've told people about Single Clash, the Single Music Festival, is that it's dope that y'all basically book people who are, like, just about to break, you know, or, like, really, like, dope, like, especially yeah, that, little push. that little push. And yeah. um, I guess we can move on, I'll play a track from La Favi. That's chill. Like Trevor was saying, it was just kind of like hitting them up through uh, like in the string of homies and being like, hey, like we got this going on and them showing support for um, our basically our, our collective. Yeah. Damn, that's dope. Um, I think this is a good uh, time to maybe discuss women being excluded in the Latinx art community. Um, what's your what's your take, Turbo? Hold up, are you, are you mocking Latinx again? <laughs> no, no, no. Latinx no, your your opinion so, matters, dude. Latinx is supposed to be inclusive, okay? That's Maybe exactly. So Mexican men should have a a, a voice, oh, you know? I we were Latinx. Uh, I, 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 thought, I, I thought I was Chicano. <laughs> <laughs> you could keep your Texas views in Texas. We're in California. <laughs> it always feels like there's... um. Maybe, like, only room for, like, a couple of people, you know? Like, I'm thinking of right now in the mainstream, there's, like, Caliucci's, mm -hmm. Cardi B, uh, who are, I guess, Latin or whatever the fuck, what, yeah. however they identify. Um, Hispanic. What? Hispanic, yeah. Uh, Where's Doja Cat? So, yeah, well, I mean, what do y'all think of someone like Caliucci's? Like, why is she really super, like, basically crossed into the mainstream and there's a lot of other people who, well, who don't? Besides, I mean, like, her talent, uh, uh, I also see the she's kind of like in an interesting position that where a lot of uh, uh, a lot of uh, a lot of us a lot of Latinos we we are actually able to walk in between words not personally me but I have friends that like they're like straight up Me Mexicanos and stuff or you know Central Americanos that they look just white and yeah. they're able to to uh, to kind of I mean like take advantage of the colorism that it's pretty heavy in latin america no offense to her of course just no of course yeah. no, 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 like like i said i mean like i want to i want to say that she's extremely talented and she has she has a hustle a lot like she's I'm, being a hard worker so i think we're getting to like conversation that's kind of like hot and heavy <laughs> so, but but I, I do but think I'm, like uh, I do I do I think it's 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 afraid. important it's important mm -hmm. but uh, but I do think like uh, Kali Uchi she started her career singing in English and uh, appealing to to that market you know yeah yeah because she's yeah. obviously involved yeah. with all like yeah. the LA on future dudes but, and but then it gets kind because of, then I, I see people on Instagram that are like supposedly voices of of the Chicanx Latinx whatever. Um, community and they're like talking smack about Caliucci's. You know, I've seen a lot of that. I've seen a lot of people just, just, just putting her down. Smack you know, her, yeah. the same, the same thing with uh, Cardi B. You know, they're like, oh, she's problematic. She says this and that, and it's just like, dude, like, come on, like, uh, we should all be supportive, not be like hating on each other, putting each other down. You know? Yeah, I mean, like, unless they're, they're like straight up like doing some crazy stuff, like I don't know, killing somebody or freaking like. <laughs> But I mean, <laughs> yeah, or something. I don't know. But it's just like I feel like the Latino culture, like we tend to put each other down. We're, we're like the hard, harshest critics to well, each other. Well, you know? that's, that's the thing is that like, especially like uh, for like, I mean, me speaking as Mexican because I can't really speak about all the Latinos. But my experience, uh, particularly like we have this culture of uh, celebrating the like whoever died in a sacrifice we don't like to see people that are actually making it because that has been something that we always been programmed to like oh yeah like the the Aztec gods and all those things so i mean i think we're reaching a point where the those conversations they need to happen 
because things need to be cleared. We need to like, you know, like embrace each other and work uh, towards making something positive for for everyone. And I think, I mean, like the proper steps are just to celebrate our culture. I mean, it doesn't matter like if you look like super white, but also mean like you come from a, you come from like um, a Latino family. It doesn't matter if, if it's Latino, if it's black or if it's Asian. I mean, if anything, I mean, like we have to like uh, make those steps towards uh, creating um, moments where we can actually be proud of be part, part of that community yeah there's definitely so much hate in in our in our culture there's a lot of self-hate and and that's a whole different conversation whole different, we're not gonna get yeah, there yeah, but, but my point but, was but, yeah, yeah that but, 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 <laughs> this was cracking his knuckles <laughs> this year we, we did make it a point to to have more female acts um on the main on all of the stages um we, we really made that a, a point cool, cool. to do that that's really dope uh, i'll get to the to this year um uh, but my main point was basically that uh, that that people like Kylie G's, like Cardi B, fucking even someone like Selena Gomez, they've already they're are in the mainstream. Mm-hmm. So it is dope that they are um, being six represented. Nine. In well, our, not, yeah, you could say she, I mean, six nine. So people, are, oh, he, oh yeah, Takashi six nine. <laughs> he's a female, so people call. Him Wait, a didn't is he have like Puebla or yeah, Puebla fucking Puebla roots? Yeah, man. Yeah, it, all it, y'all it, are just fucking. The, 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 I mean, there's no Latino rapper that has has ever been as big as him. That's true. Period. That's true. New York. I know. Yeah. I mean, New York. New York is about New York, and New York always gonna like back up like whoever's and 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 top and that actually maybe that's like that's a way to see like uh our approach as latinos i think we <laughs> might need to study like the way that new york embraces new york because i remember since day one that i started going to new york like whoever was on top like it, it doesn't matter if it was jc nas whoever was the biggest thing everybody was right behind them yeah they were playing their music everywhere yeah yeah um so yeah let's move on um we can maybe discuss this at another time. Maybe write, can co-write an essay together for yeah. Vox or something. For a journal. I mean, for a journal, those, yeah. those are a reputable yeah. journal. That yeah, yeah well, it could be a college. Yeah. I mean, like a, like a community college, something like, <laughs> I don't know, uh, Trump University. <laughs> 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 All right, so that was the first year. Um, the second year, last year, uh, an act that I really fucking like that I think is super dope that I heard about through y'all. Maybe. Bless y'all. 100, 1,000, <laughs> turn up all day every single yeah, day everybody. shout out to fucking puebla oaxaca all day all day um but uh chico sonido dude um that dude is a really dope producer um let me play something real quick Uh, he's from. Where is he from again? He's from Monterrey originally, but now lives in LA. He's been out there for for like the last like twenty years or something. Yeah, he's been there for a and while. I mean, like Chico Sonidos uh, is behind a lot of the like the the best music that has come out of Mexico. I mean, he's always been involved with like uh, a lot of different uh, groups and like uh, foreign producing. I mean, he's that's why he was uh, he's he was part of the of the of Toy Selectas team when the when. They used to work in Monterrey because Monterrey is a very important uh, place in Mexico because a lot of the a lot of the new music comes out of Monterrey. Why is that? You think why Monterrey? I, I think I feel like back in the days it was seen like the, the Hollywood or the New York of Mexico, so it's like modern. It was next to to the border of the United States, so it had a lot of influence. So a lot of people were moving out there, but unfortunately, after the, the whole narco. Um, freaking epidemic or guerra or war you want to call it whatever you want to call it that started happening in the early 2000s a lot of people ended up moving from Monterrey to the FS so now unfortunately Monterrey the music scene is, is kind of dead it's not what it used to be now True. everybody from Monterrey has moved to Mexico City because it got really or bad LA. or LA yeah, cause it got really bad in, in Monterrey like it, it was some serious shit and so what what um what kind of music do you think Chico plays or what what He's, I mean, he's like, I actually, like, I met him at Tormenta Tropical. Like, that's where, like, the first time, like, what I, is that? I heard him. Uh, that was a party in San Francisco. Shout out to Oro Once. And also, I mean, like, yeah, like, he's he's always been in the new up and coming, like, rhythms. Like, he's a really uh, great uh, learner. Like, he just studies the game a lot. Like, like uh, when you think you're, you're, like, you're ahead, you're in the Bangor, like, far as, like, the new sounds, like, he comes with some new stuff. That you, you you were not even expecting like left field like 
uh, I feel like he's he's one of those persons that he's able to like tell uh, what's gonna be hot or what's gonna be popping. What's coming up? Yeah, yeah. that's what I I kind of get yeah. when you listen to his shit. It's like uh, it's like seventy five percent underground and like twenty five percent mainstream. mainstream. Sounds kind of douchey to say, but. Um, yeah, it's cool. Like it's it's just accessible enough for for people, but it also has a lot of like shit that's kind of more experimental and tight and, and heat. And if you like kind of like uh, uh, read the credits or stuff, then some of the bands that you're that you're that are your favorite bands from the past, you might come across uh, Chico Sonido's name. I mean, like that fool is like big. He's like the the cumbia diplo. Is that is that offensive or what? No, I don't think he would be cumbia diplo. He's like he's like he's like the Mexican diplo. El es friquetero. Nah, he's actually hella chill. But he's the thing with that chico sonido and something that that I learned and 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 uh, I want to apply more is that that guy for like the last two years he, he pretty much hasn't been going out or doing anything, partying, nothing. Just been staying home and producing and learning and and just growing, you know, as a producer. So that's, that's tight. I, I like I'm that. sure it's hard as a as a DJ to balance the fucking racheteo of the of the yeah, that's damn that's how long. And then I, getting getting back into the fucking lab and yeah. actually, especially as you're getting older, you know, yeah, yeah it takes it gets harder and harder. For sure. Um, last year, as we were talking about, was super dope as well. Um, we were talking about how um, there were uh, some artists that were really established and have more or less crossed over into the mainstream. Um, thinking about prayers, El Lado Negro, uh, Cuco. Well, let me slap some prayers real quick. Once again, we have no rights to this. We have no permission, but let's see if it stays up on the fucking <laughs> on the sides. We talk about a little bit more because I am curious about just like the logistics about getting the artist here and when you fucking who contacted Rafael like did he have any crazy requests or anything like some fucking dead pigeons? Well, he wanted a goat, <laughs> a goat to sacrifice. On well, actually, he wanted to make he wanted to make a carnitas for everybody. He's a really nice guy, yeah. <laughs> but you know, he was like, you know, this is for my people. <laughs> now everybody's super chill. I mean, they, they, we knew pretty much most of the artists except for like Cuco. Who was a newcomer? Who after that, like he hella blew up. It okay, like, so you're, dude, we cannot talk about underground Latinx artist crossing into the mainstream without talking about a young man by the name of Google. just uh, blew up in a matter of like a year um when we first got him he was super attainable like and now he's like hella money too we were trying to get him again because we're like you want to get that young crowd out again of course uh, yeah like basically all yeah. the fucking young cholas of the bay area showed up last year yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but and their dads and their dads <laughs> yeah for um i've never seen so many like like basically middle-aged guys like you waiting by the pillars <laughs> yeah but uh yeah Kuko, he was tight he's from puebla his family he's a uh, easy uno's uh, cousin really yeah what yeah. the fuck like it's not related to easy and shit That's what <laughs> what's his on. last name <laughs> I, I forgot what's his last name but but uh what was crazy was that um easy uno brought his parents to the to a music festival and they were like, hey, Easy, your cousin's on stage right now. He's like, what, who? He's like, yeah, that's your, like, uncle's, like, kid or whatever. Holy shit. And they're like, yeah, that's a blah, blah, blah. And then after he got off, Easy went up to him. He's like, I heard you're my cousin. And met, you know, they all met up, took pictures. And, what the and fuck? That. So that stereotype of all Mexicans are related came true that came night? true, yeah, it did. It, yeah, I mean, I guess, especially you're from L.A. I mean, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I guess he's definitely blowing up. He's kind of like the new face of Mexican masculinity. Does that make you uncomfortable at all? 
No, um, I'm more of a Jasper Bones type yeah. of guy. So that, 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 <laughs> that's, that's, I, just, I only ask because you guys are super alpha. Like, well, I just, I, I, you know. What are you talking about, bro? <laughs> <laughs> like, if we're going to cry, we got to cry right yeah, now. Yeah, like, of course. I cry at 10 a.m. Like, you tell me where, when, and you didn't even have to tell me that, why. Well, well, I listen <laughs> to all these encumbias when I want to cry, you know, so. No, I'm just fucking around. Um, so he's, up, he's we're talking about he's, <laughs> he's from uh, L.A., and uh, why, I mean, I feel like we've talked about this before, but, like, um, why does L.A. just have such a high concentration of a shitload of artists and they all get big, besides, I guess, maybe the obvious reason? Or what do you think allowed someone like Guko and the kind of music that he plays to really fucking just take off like that, like the way he did? Well, I, I personally, I think that, uh, I mean, L.A. is just the center of the entertainment of uh, of the United States, and a lot of people want to move out to LA, even from around the world, to try to make it big, you know. And I think, I mean, he was born and raised in LA, and, and he's just around all this art, all this type of music and influence. I was just there yesterday in LA, and it's just crazy. Like you go down to like uh, freaking go get a coffee, and there's like some producer or some artist chilling there. Um, we went to this uh, little park where there's like all these like moms and dads with their kids and you had like dental who was a part of like uh or dental whatever his name is from mm-hmm. from death cat for cutie from uh freaking uh postal service ben gibber uh, i don't know oh, okay, dude that's my shit dog I, I fucking 2008 my dog to see it was real but <laughs> I, yeah, I see you saying anything. <laughs> nobody but but yeah he, he, he was like the lead singer of, of that and he had all these side projects and he's like playing there for free like for all these and he's just chilling right there talking to everybody. Uh-huh. So that's the type of environment they have in LA that we don't have out here. Yeah. So they're, they get exposed to all this, you know? For sure. So shout out to Kuko that uh, he had a really sick set. And speaking of LA musicians, we got the homies Tropa Magica coming through, formerly known as The Commons. These dudes are, are pretty wild on stage. Um, is it safe for children, do you think, to watch their set? Of course. Yeah, of course. This, yeah, this, safe. this the event. Safe space. They come from the safe space generation. Dude. This festival is being uh, advertised as family friendly, you know, yeah. but do you think Tropa Magica may be a little too raw for children? You yeah, know, should I mean, it? If, if you grew up, like, you know, like, like I did, I mean, going to the store and getting your dad like a kawama, I mean, it's fine. I mean, it will be kind of like, you know, like reminiscing and what it was to grow up like tough in the 90s, you know? Yeah. Because that's how we were, we were like tough. <laughs> <laughs> Max Tape just started breakdancing right now out of nowhere. <laughs> How the fuck did y'all get Egyptian Lover for this year? This year, what's different is that we had more time to prepare. We had a bigger budget. Um, so we were able to go after these bigger artists. And, and that meant we weren't hitting up our friends anymore. We were kind of like hitting up these managers or I mean, they're whatever you call yeah. them, booking agents. And uh, yeah, Egyptian Lover, he's a... Um, I mean, one thing I think that makes us different from other festivals is that we're always like, we keep in mind, you know, where where we're from and, and, you know, being from San Jose or being from the east side. I mean, Fernando's from the west side, of course. Called out. I'm just saying. But uh, but yeah, it's just, um, 
the artists that we book, I mean, we want it to be like a reflection, not to be like the most trendy artist or, or whatever, you know? Not, not, I'm not trying to diss other, fest, other Latino X festivals around the country that, that I see, like their lineup is just like, you know, it's just like the, the same artists that play all the other music festivals in Mexico. It's like a radio. It's like, so it's like it's a like radio. And then they Panteon go, Rococo. Yeah, we go, yeah. And I'm not trying to diss those bands neither, yeah, yeah. you know? Uh, yeah, that's... Well, go ahead. Uh, well, I was going to say, I mean, if anything, I mean, like, this is catered to, like, the people from the east side. And especially the people from San Jose. It's also to I mean, like, you got to understand that this areas they don't get, they don't get much love uh, when it comes to, like, you know, like... Um, uh, having entertainment and stuff. I mean, over here in the east side is really long streets. It's really hard to get around. So for this space to be open, to have uh, music that is quality music to be in any type of festival in the world, I think it's important because this is uh, the place where like maybe the the future beat makers so the future um, person that might want to take over like uh, like doing uh, musical events or cultural events. It's gonna get exposed. I mean, like like Roman was saying earlier about being in LA, like you're always around stuff. This is a in a way a way to start young young people into um, more um, artistic aspects and musical, and not only musical and artistic, but also community community wise, uh, because I think we have lacked a lot, uh, especially uh, in this generation of having. Um, more, or not, not this generation, actually uh, actually my generation, what is like the, uh, the previous generation, like we didn't really have a lot of spaces to, to go and do, st do stuff. So this has been like uh, the response to have this artists that are very important for music to be here and share their talents with the people of the East Side. Yeah, especially, well, oh, go ahead. No, I was just gonna ask like, what is the, like the connection between Egyptian Lover and San Jose or the Bay Area, like what? I think maybe popping a lot of dancing. I mean, a lot of like uh, break dance uh, dancing crews, uh, infamous dancing crew, uh, like dancing. Um, Can you talk a little bit about that? Because I don't, I don't really don't know shit about like. Well, I mean, like uh, Romanki will be able to help me out with this, but uh, groups like uh, Funk Lab it was this crew that used to throw up uh, like b-boy jams and stuff like that. Like, Where were they from? Uh, they're from San Jose, California, and they used to do things like uh, True to the Game or. Um, uh, the octagon stuff like uh, stuff that had to do with dancing. So, a lot of a lot of uh, break dancing uh, jams, they do have like uh, like heavy 808s and stuff like that. And uh, Roman yeah. can actually. Yeah, I mean, I mean, when uh, Egyptian lovers are gonna be playing, we're gonna have a crew that's gonna be break, um, popping called uh, Playboys. They've been around since 1981. Um, they're old school freaking popping um, um, crew. And uh, yeah, San Jose's always had a history of just uh, of, of crews, you know, popping, breakdancing, to different types of dancing, you know, um, all the way from uh, the 80s to, to now, you know, I had family, uncles that grew up in that time. And Egyptian Lover was a music that a lot of people listened to, the type of uh, production that he did and that he pioneered of using the 808. Um, which was different to the way they used it in New York, where it was like like more like hip hop beats. Like here, it's more like like dancing. You know, it's like electro. Um, well, they call it electro hip hop back in the days. And um, and then the other thing I was gonna say is that uh, yeah, that wasn't honestly clear to me. That's why I was curious as to the connection. That's yeah. super dope. Yeah, and then and then um, um, here in San Jose, there's also a big culture on like uh, of like putting the stereos into your car. You know, putting these crazy freaking systems. And Egyptian Lover was some of the music that you would hear coming out of these cars because it had so much bass, you know? Yeah, Mexic just got up. I think he's about to start, dude. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, in, the, in the 90s, 80s, 90s, you would hear cars rolling through here was just like freaking bass, you know? Uh, King, King, and, uh, King and Alan Which Rob. is where we're at right now. Yeah. Um, this, this is like, uh, down. this whole street is like epicenter of like just cruising here in uh, Lowrider It's going to be super tight, man. That's Low super Rider dope. Magazine. Yeah, Lowrider Magazine. At uh, one time, San Jose was considered like the, the, cruising the capital, cap cruising capital of the world. Um, so it's just that, and it's and it's and I and I think uh, San Jose has neglected that past and has really embraced that whole techie being the Silicon Valley, the center of Silicon Valley, and has erased a lot of that. Has erased like like people don't know anything about orchards. You know, I talk to people, they don't they're like they don't, they don't know about the cannery, the orchards, they don't know yeah. about low riding. So it's like we we try to I mean on, in our flyer, if you look at our flyer, you know, we try to have like orchards we try to put all that all that stuff that that used to be important or used to be a part of san jose and san jose has neglected that and has like 
It's kind of like in that scene in Nuestra Familia when Guillermo takes his girlfriend and like their parents to the house and like he's trying to erase it. That's San Jose. And like, like we're like Nuestra Familia, like mi familia and shit, like here and shit. And like, like basically San Jose is Guillermo, like, like embarrassed of his oh, parents. What's he calling himself? He calls himself uh, uh, William. Uh, William, Will. yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's how I said to you. I mean, like the leadership, like it's always been like kind of about like uh, Fitting the stories. I don't care. I mean, like, I, I'll say what I gotta say, but. No, I'm saying to continue. Yeah, so basically, I mean, like, uh, that, there's always been a, you know, like, oh, yeah, we're gonna serve the the people that is pumping the money. I'm doing air quotes. Just so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, they'll put millions of dollars, for example, to put, like, an uh, art light installation downtown, which has done a couple. And and it's like, yeah, this is art. This is free. We're gonna, we're gonna make, make cool. I mean, whatever. I'm not trying to hate on that art, neither. But, but, you know, it's like there's other stuff in San Jose you could be putting money into, and they decide to put money on that. And it's not even people from San Jose creating that art, you know? It's from out of town, and, and this is whack to me, you know? It's yeah. just like, okay. You're whack. Yeah, no, that's so, to all the fucking people out there, fucking trying to pop and lock next Sunday, you already know what it is. Uh, Egyptian Lover will be here. That is obviously super dope. Playboy Inc., so they're, they're going to be uh, doing popping. Actually, they use, um, I know this is probably going to be, uh, this past weekend, they used to have like their turntables and tacos. That's uh, sick. Are, are you going to be participating in the, the locking and the popping at all? I'm going to try my best, but I mean, I'm going to get served for sure. Because those guys don't play around. I mean, I, I, you might you might take it as, but you know what? The thing about popping is popping is gangster. Because popping is like that's why they call it popping. Because it looks like you're like you're about to you're popping your chest. You're about to like kind of macho fight. shit. Yeah, some, <laughs> it's Cuckoo, dude. Some, it's some, 80s, 80s, some like early seven, early eighties stuff. Like you know, what I mean, if you were around the in the West Coast, I mean, that's why like the sound and the the way the the culture is is it's just it's just battle. Like you're like yeah. popping. And then, and then we have DJ Irene, who, who also fits in that. And DJ, at I was just about to ask. Super big in San Jose in the 90s. Um, if you were Latino or from the East Side, not just Latino, just from the East Side, and in, in the mid 90s, you probably went to a, a hard house function or listened to hard house because it was it was big, you know. And there was all these crews. There was all these dancing crews. Rebels. 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 <laughs> they were they, they were all dressing up like they were in the West Side Story. Or like Rebels Without a Cause, that the movie from the fifties. They're all dressing up like that, and they would go to quinceañeras and battle each other. And it was all types. It wasn't just Mexican. I would see white. You see a Filipino, Vietnamese, and they were That's all tight they as hell. They were all battle. Harley Davidson was yeah. doing really. It was booming because they had like all this Harley Davidson yeah. shirts. They would come through and just battle. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. I low, low key, I, I was a hater because I wanted to be a rebel, but I used it. I used it and had the loot. They, they were getting all the chicks. I remember one time, like my my cousin was like, dude. I'm gonna dress you up like that and watch. We're gonna go to freaking Perfect Studio, take pictures, and you're gonna go to Eastridge and you're gonna pass out your picture <laughs> to chicks and they're gonna watch. I bet you you're gonna get hella. Everybody's gonna hit you up like on your pager, you know? And, and I did. I dressed up, took pictures, but I never passed them out. <laughs> Do they exist? I would love to see them. Dude, that shit you know is what? hilarious. You know what? I'll, I'll post it when when this comes. Hell yeah. So yeah, so it's just big, man. Okay, DJ Irene was just like, dude, when DJ Irene was coming. Where's she from? She's from LA. Okay. Yeah, she was just super dope, man. I'm I'm really excited about that. Um, So moving on to another OG that's going to be there from the other side of the motherfucking border. Mr. Alberto Pedraza, dude. Abuelita, soy tu nieto y ya llegué.
Um, Roman, you want to school the masses on this legend? Oh, you mean my friend Alberto? <laughs> yeah, I mean our friend, you know, his whole family, we were hanging out with them. We had tacos with them. That's crazy, they, dude. They gave us a, to drink mezcal out of a dick. Yeah, out of a penis. <laughs> they, they gave us a penis uh, with, with mezcal and they were like, oh, you guys ain't mad enough to drink from it. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, that is so Mexican, I cannot even... <laughs> I even licked it because I was like, that's how much of a man I am. And Mexico was like tickling balls and shit. I was like, damn, dude, like, okay. Y'all just, like, so y'all just got back from Mexico. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that because that sounded really dope. And you hung out with this G, drank fucking mezcal out of a penis. Expand on that a little more. <laughs> so we, we went out there for various reasons. Um, one of the reasons was that... Uh, I was hiding from the law. <laughs> our, our, our friends, uh, DJ Ganos from LA and Chandel, who was also from LA, they're uh, starting a, a record label called um, Rolas Discos y Cintas. I think they're going to drop the cintas. Yeah, huh? it's just going to be Sorry, Discos Gana. Rolas. It's just going to be Discos Rolas. They're trying to do cintas. Like Spotify playlist. Yeah. <laughs> so they're starting a label. Um, we, we, had to, uh, we wanted to go interview Alberto Pedraza for the festival. They wanted to go link up with, uh, with Grupo Qual, Angel Pedraza was uh, his nephew of Alberto Pedraza. So it's all like a family. They all live like in the same block too. So they wanted to go interview him too for the the record label. And um, yeah, so we were out there and uh, we, we got to meet Alberto Pedraza. We interviewed him. Um, we went to uh, Angel Pedraza and Aurelio Pedraza's house. Yeah, we, we hanged out with them uh, and it was, it was pretty dope. I mean, cause- uh, Super nice. Yeah, like uh, I never seen someone so excited to have someone drinks out of a penis. I mean like- Yeah, this I is- I want to talk about this penis. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so- um, no, I guess it was good. It was good mezcal. I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> Can you uh, describe the, the, the cumbias? <laughs> describe the ridges, the veins on this penis that you're describing. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, describe the like the scene of the cumbia scene that he's part of to people that definitely. I mean, I don't fucking know shit. Like, what? Um, how's it? I'm assuming it's obviously super different from Bay Area, from LA. Like, what? Yeah. How's it different in Mexico? Do you think? So they 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 are considered to be like the the fathers of uh, cumbia sonidera. So it's uh it's pretty much um I mean there there was cumbia before in in Mexico since like the mid '60s. But it was a different type of cumbia. It sounded completely different. But when they came through, it was like a, a cumbia sonida. It was cumbia sabanera, and but they played it slower. They played it not as fast as the Colombian cumbia. So is um, that because Mexicans can't dance? <laughs> Actually, you know what? You'd be surprised. When we went to Colombia, like we thought that we were going to be like you know like up to like with some like really good dancers. Said we ended up like. Well, I'm joking. Keep going. Keep well, going. Yeah, that's another story. We went to we went to Colombia this past year too, and yeah. we were out there dancing. And um, but but the thing is that they dance really fast in, in Colombia. In Mexico, it's they slow it down because it's like to dance like to the rock and roll like uh, tempo. And yeah, so Alberto Pedraza was just he's one of the composers to um in the group Super Grupo Colombia. So he they compose like a bunch of hits. Um, then they put that whole sound of um, of uh, cumbia sonidera. After that, there was hella bands that that tried to imitate that sound that Super Grupo Colombia created. And so you have like Los Angeles Azules is one of the biggest ones. What uh, time era is this roughly? Um, the seventies, late seventies. And um, so yeah, they're the first band to do that. So that they're legendary. They're just icons, you know. They're just that's fucking so tight. And so how did the f- y'all went down there? Did y'all ask him to come up for this then? No, we hit. I we, I hit him up. Through uh through the booking agent who ended up being his son, <laughs> so it's everything they do is through the family, you know. The booking agent's okay, son, it's like the freaking uh, the, the the graphic designer, their son, the freaking the one that does the visuals, the cousin. It's like every, it's the Wu Tang of the cumbia. Yeah, freaking Dinastia Pedraza, motherfucker. Yeah, they're called Dinastia Pedraza, the whole family. Um and yeah, so, um, so I hit them up and they were like at first they were kind of like ah. We we went back and forth and we we finally got them for a, a cool price, I think. And, and uh, yeah, they're coming through. That's so tight. Who's gonna be coming with them exactly? Um, or who does he play with? He plays with his family, um, cousins and uncles or or whatever, um, brothers. A couple of his brothers are gonna be here too, and um, they uh, yeah they're, they're all coming together. And it's it's about like nine of them. It's a nine-piece band. So Wu Tang, literally. Yeah, Wu Tang, <laughs> Wu Tang, motherfucker. Dinastia Pedraza, motherfucker. 
Um, so yeah, last year, uh, so that's gonna be obviously fucking tight as hell. Yeah. Uh, last year y'all had Grupo Maravilla. Um, so I think it's really cool that uh, that that range of artists from like the Kukos to like these super cumbia ass groups. Yeah. It's tight, you know, because it's basically music for fucking chipster pieces of shit like me, and then older people who you know fucking you know like cumbia and shit. So. Um, but was that kind of the intention you think? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, um, I mean, people that were like in the '80s could identify with like Egyptian Lover. People in the '90s, like my generation, DJ Irene, you know, and then. And also too, I mean, like with the cumbia, the whole thing. I mean, like who can who who has never been to a party where they're playing cumbia? Most likely, you're you're gonna hear some Alberto Pedraza at one point in the night. So this is of anything. I mean, that's a big. Uh, family party in a sense but, but for chipsters we do got you covered we got those thank blenders. you from i, I want to thank you very much for that <laughs> we got those blenders if you're if you're looking for a cuckoo we got jasper bones who, who yeah. I, I, I like uh, you know yeah well it's like kind of like with cuckoo you're holding hands with your hyena and with jasper bones is like another story i mean <laughs> you're making out with your hyena yeah <laughs> and then and then we got we got uh those blenders los ratas and celos so they're from new york all all um female band Mm -hmm. um, they have an accordion player in it. Um, Combo Chimbita too. Um, He's blowing New York. up as well. Yeah, New York Caribbean chipster vibes or whatever. Um, That's yeah. very dope, man. That's looking at my notes here. That's basically all the questions I got, dude. Do you think we did a good job of cover covering the the current state of all Latinx music? I think it was a per, uh, very poor job. But I mean, fuck did it. we ju did we single handedly stop gentrification of the uh, Bay Area with this conversation? Here. You are here, sir. You <laughs> <laughs> were still here, right? <laughs> <laughs> not, not, not until Sam leaves, sir. <laughs> we'll maybe we'll stop gentrification. Um, all right. Well, uh, I'll cut this. I'll cut this off now. Um, thank you all very much for talking to me. Um, I'll do the proper outro afterwards. So. Uh, it's up in a year when the festival when you need a when you or, need a ticket or, or when you're single again you know <laughs> probably hang, finally hanging out with us y'all the one that fucking se desaparecen cabrones that was not a complete waste of time it was super close to being a total waste of time but it was all in service um to their sunny the clash music festival so if you're in the bay area uh, central valley uh, anywhere for that matter come through to san jose california this sunday september 2nd for the sonido clash music fest it is going to be very dope we're going to be there um i'll be there i think jesus might he's coming back from china on saturday so if he's up to fucking get down and twerk and fucking perrear on sunday he, he might be there as well but i'll definitely be there um the sonido clash dudes like i mentioned in the in the intro there's going to be like live art, art installation, workshops, panel discussion, food, artist vendor, children activities, and a bunch of shit, you know, so it's not just um, music. And another big component of this festival that we did not talk about whatsoever is the Poetry Center. There's going to be speakers. There's, um, this year, it's going to be Yosimar Reyes, Yacaira Salvatierra, uh, Chotima, uh, Chris El Siete Cuadrado, um, Harvey Subia. Quetza, uh, Miguel Cultura, Tiña Madueño, uh, DMC Studio, Elizabeth Jimenez Montelongo will be part of the Poetry Center in San Jose. So yeah, you know, it's going to be a combination of stuff. It's not just music. It's not like a typical festival. It is truly um, like a local, locally run for the people of San Jose, which makes it so dope, which is why if you're able to and you're in the Bay Area, please come through. All right. No more fucking pushing that shit. So I'm going to just do some quick shout outs. For the people that were uh, for sure left out, and this is not a definitive list, and but you know we gotta pay our dues, and we, <laughs> I we I inserted these fucking songs in here because I wanted you all to get a get a taste of the Sonido Clash taste of the you know of how they the the kind of people that they bring in, and so we didn't have any permission, as I said, uh, to use any of those songs, so very sorry to anybody that thinks that we're exploiting their their music which we kind of are but it's for this festival it gets complicated what the fuck ever all right i'll make a, um, a spotify playlist of the songs that we um that we used in this episode so look out for that in the description in the description i'll add all the links and shit i'll try to cover the bases of the very shitty job that i'm doing right now so as far as sony the clash goes shout out to turbo sonidero and next tape for being part of the in, um the interview 
Um, Quinn and Fernando, Fernando were actually in the room with us, but they were actually doing shit. They were, you know, fucking getting shit ready. They weren't just clowning around like we were. So, um, shout out to Quinn, who is their sort of like, you know, she does graphic design for them and she helps manage their fucking debauchery and as well as Fernando. So shout out to them. And, uh, there's always like a, um, a rotating seat in Sonido Clash. So I don't know who else is part of it at the moment. So I'm sorry. I think Charlie Brown, Tommy, I'm, I think he's part of it still. <laughs> uh, I'm fucking up right here. So, um, so that's Sonido Clash. Um, people that are not Sonido Clash, but are sh- wanted to be shouted out here for the purpose of the Sonido Clash Fest is DJ Ozzy, Ritmo Sonidos, Mexican Heritage Plaza, which is the center where it's happening in San Jose. It's a really dope center. Please check it out if you're around these neck of the woods. The Poetry Center of San Jose, Influencia from Fresno, uh, Austin Garza, uh, Eduardo, uh, Patty Botello, uh, Si Senorita, and Silicon Valley Debug. Thank you all for making this festival happen. If you weren't shouted out, then I suggest you uh, find Turbo Sonidero at Turbo Sonidero or at Mextape and just fucking complain to them because uh, they don't got shit else to do but read mean comments about them. Um, but maybe I'll read through the, the music festival for this year. <clears throat> Uh, so just to give you a little more taste about who the fuck is going to be up in this bitch, getting it turned, getting it popping. Um, so the headliners, um, I guess, are Alberto Pedraza, Egyptian lover, and DJ Irene, who we discussed. Um, and on the quote-unquote second stage, or whatever the fuck you want to call it, it's going to be Los Brendos, Los, <laughs> blah, blah, Los Blenders from Ciudad Mexico, uh, Combo Chimbita from New York City, Rosa Pistola from Ciudad Mexico as well. Um, e Arenas from LA, Tropa Magica from LA, uh, Mare Advertancia Lirica. This is so tropical, so foreign. I can't even pronounce these these band names. Uh, Jasper Bones from LA, Ratas en Celo La, uh, from New York City, La Mera Candelaria from LA, Ocho Ojos from Coachella Valley, Filthy y Subragada de la Cumbia San Jose, Half Man from LA. Valley Girls from San Jose, shout out to them, they're the homies. Uh, Playboy, so is Filthy, uh, forgot that's who, Filthy Supergada, Playboys Inc., those, that's gonna be the fucking pop and lock crew, people, there's gonna be a, a, a crew, I know y'all old heads out there, like fucking 35 plus, y'all were all part of this shit, even if y'all weren't even that good, y'all were trying to do it, so come, come relive your childhood, you know what I'm saying, Playboys Inc., I'm, that's gonna be super tight. Um, there's going to be DJ sets by Ganas from L.A., Funky Caramelo from L.A., Ray Rec from Oakland, Ike Linda from SC, Santa Cruz, uh, Zandao from L.A., uh, Dubatonic from Mexico, Dulce from San Jose, DJ Carlos Diaz, Tigres Sonidero, El Meneito, Hernandez from San Diego, Victor from L.A., Fela Cucci from Oakland, DJ Nelly from San Jose, Shea Butter from San Jose, DJ War from San Jose, Chulita Vinyl Club Bay Area, special shout out to them, and the Sonido Clash residents will all be there, so all this to say, this is a very uh, community oriented event, these guys spend a lot, of, I see them work, um, I actually, the, the Zmadre studio uh, is beneath uh, Debug, which is where Fernando Tlacoyo lives, the Sunday Clash dude, and so I see him and the other people working all the time on this. They're putting a lot of their uh, it's a labor of love. Um, these guys aren't trying to fucking get rich off of this shit by any means. They're not trying to gain clout. They are legitimately, from what I can tell, doing this shit as part of their community, and it's gonna be really dope. So before I start crying. I'm going to direct you all to our fucking description, and hopefully I cover all the bases there. So, thanks again for listening. Um, we will see y'all next week. Um, Jesus should be back, and we'll get back, we'll, we'll settle down and get back to our daily analysis, our analysis, our hot takes on the world, and um, all that to say, uh, last thing I want to say too is, um, for this episode, I kind of... Uh, what do you call it? I fucking um, added all the songs and oh shit, I almost forgot. <laughs> At the beginning uh, and the song beneath my voice right now is by Turbo and Mextape. It's their project called Turbo Mex. 
So check that out. There'll be a link to that as well uh, throughout. Um, what the fuck was I trying to say? I just lost my train of thought. What the God damn it. I think I was trying to basically push everyone to the Patreon because um, we're going to start really revving up this Madre for the fall season here. And every bit counts. And we're trying to spend more time on this Madre. Now we're going to pivot into the this Madre fall season. And all that to say, go to the fucking Patreon page so we can um, at least pay our light bill and the internet bill. And um, the Patreon goes to keeping the efforts at this Madre going. So we'd really appreciate that. Um, I'm terrible at what I just did, as you can tell. So check it out at patreon.com slash desmadre. Uh, follow us on Instagram, Facebook. Um, tell your friends about this this episode in particular was really dope it was, i really did enjoy hanging out with those dudes so before i ramble on i uh, will see y'all next week peace love and smoke weed every single day Los rebeldes de la tumba, emperadores del sonido Hella, hella sonidero con hip hop Es la rima en mi voz Pa' mis cuantas y los paisas Hobbies, grafiteros, los rockeros, los escatos Lloras, cholas y fresas Señoritas guapetonas En mi zona y mi barrio corazón Por mi gente, boom, from the speaker Daddy, daddy, we like to party We don't bother nobody Así que déjanos bailar en paz Así que déjanos bailar en paz Amor de barrio para los que lo pidieron 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 Esto es el turbo sonidero Esto es el turbo sonidero Y me Turbo Max Hello Sube el volumen a todo lo que da Este es el sonido del CD en Pitri La payuca tú lo encuentras en el mercado En el centro, en la central En los taxis, los camiones, tú lo sabes Y yo lo sé, esto es lo pesado En los tapes, en los bailes, en la tumbia La tumbia sonidera, el ritmo y sabor La esencia de lo real Lo que hace la diferencia en tus bocinas Estas son las vocales que te asesinan Tropical con la cumbia y el rap Tanta muda cromada, turbomex en acción Orgullo de mi nación, folclor, dolor Música moderna Pachanga la tardeada, bailando con las chavas Mimosa, discoteca de la cuadra sonidera Luces, cámara y acción Bienvenido a mi vecindad Infonavida, apartamento, su proyecto